Hello again, friends. Thank you for tuning in once again to 2003 UB313, the podcast. We're just going to jump straight back into picking apart the lyrics and the ideas behind our first planet song, Mercury. So here we go. Welcome back to Mercury Part 2, where we're getting into some physics. We're getting into some physics. If uh, you need a refresher, Mercury is all about Jesus is Lord. Uh, We've talked about how that is like a personal acknowledgement continually and not just like a, yep, you're up there, big guy, but like, hey, I'm pumped about like, what what can this mean for me if I like really let that happen on a like micro level of every moment of my life? But we're going to get into physics today because that's how Andrew's mind works. Uh, and that's what this song has a lot of content or is kind of like interwoven with. So yeah, we're going yeah. to jump into it. Which, you know what? I was just thinking just now, like I want to just, I, because I'm a physicist, I just have to like, I got to qualify this. I'm sorry if this is just like not a, sometimes I think people can kind of go too far with trying to explain theology with physics like i had one time someone be like e equals mc squared man it's all about god and i was like i think it's about the speed of light and (laughs) like (laughs) like and she's like no like energy that's god god is all the energy and c squared well c is an area so that means that every area is covered with god i'm just like uh <laughs> it's not about that. <laughs> like, what if we we live in a three dimensional world? Like, what what if it's actually C cubed then? Or like, it's just like I don't know. It just I don't think we need to try to explain theology with physics. I think God can stand for Himself and or try to baptize uh, physics with theology or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. like either back or forth. Yeah. But but be, I think so. Just to clarify, this isn't supposed to be some like I don't know ironclad like explanation for. Th- you know, one thing or the other. And I don't think they're mutually exclusive by any means. Um, but I would say this is just more like, this is where my mind goes. Because so I like it. Because it's, yeah, so it's an analogy. And so um, don't get too hung up on trying to like prove something to somebody based on this because that, yeah, it's not. It's like, out. why is our music loud? Because we like it like that. Yeah. Well, actually, it's because the amplitude of the waves, like, you know, no, yeah, it's just yeah, like, yeah. right. It's just like, yeah, it just is what it is. So, so we left off um, talking, talking about um, just, we're scratching the surface. Right, that was like kind of the last thing. Yeah, and then awkwardly, we're kind of like right in the middle of that thought. But I knew this was going to take some time. So the next line then um, says, "This is just a shadow." Is the first part of that line? Oh yeah, sorry. Um, and so just to talk a little bit even about that, um, we were talking about the great divorce mm-hmm. and just like this this thing of like scratching at the surface. We're just a shadow. Um, the what we feel is real has there is a, something more real out there, right? That that we would just be like shadows or ghosts in comparison to that. Um, similarly, um, you know, C.S. Lewis talks about other th- things with like sh- shadowy things, but even scripturally, of just talking about like um, you know the the law was a shadow of things to come, and Christ is the fulfillment this of that. Real. And yeah. Um, yeah, just there's yeah so that that's the there's this that's the shadow part but then <laughs> then there's this the next line then a hologram a projection and then continuing full of beauty but lacking all the same but so where's this hologram projection business coming um is what we got to talk about so black holes right um take me there yeah i gotta go back one step 
entropy, right? So entropy is disorder. Yeah. Um, so, so I'm with you. For, okay, cool. You got, yeah, you got me there. For those of you who don't know, entropy is disorder. And so basically the, the more disordered something can be and you can't tell, then the more entropy it has. So say like you take the letters in the alphabet and rearrange them, you'd know it, right? But if you just take a bunch of periods in a sense, like, you know, dot, 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 and you rearrange those periods, like, well, which dot was it? It's like, well, there's only three, like, I don't know, they're all the same. Like, that's, that's a higher entropy system because you can't tell. It's disordered. You, you okay. can't tell, right? Okay. Well, if you have dot, 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 now it's even more because they're all identical. Like, how do you rearrange them? In many ways, if you add another dot or maybe put one above the other one, now it gets, oh, wait, that's different. But there's way more different ways you can rearrange that and not know that it's been rearranged. So that would be like a higher entropy system or there's more, it can, it can handle more disorder. Sure. Yeah? Sure. So, yeah. so black holes, uh, we, we would say, are like the ultimate like entropy machines because you can't see in them. So like once something goes in, um, or, well, there's all sorts of ways people talk about black holes, but really we're talking about once it goes past the event horizon, sure. you can't, you can't see anything in there because, you know, two things are happening. Um, black holes are so um, so massive that they're pulling things in. Um, and With so the mass of gravity. Uh, yeah, 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 right, right. So yeah. the force of gravity because of the mass um, is pulling things in. Um, so much so that w- you could either say it bends the light back in or you could say um, because of <laughs> theories of relativity, it's actually slowing time down. And so even though the speed of light is the fastest thing ever, time is slowed so much that it, even though it's traveling so fast, it just can't ever get back out. So so all that to say um, there's this there's this saying Black holes have no hair, uh, meaning that other than the mass of a black hole, <laughs> its electric charge and its rate of spin, you can't tell anything else about them. So once you've seen one black hole with those three characteristics, every other black hole, even if it's different, looks the same. There's no identifying characteristics. Yeah. So just like total disorder can be happening, high high entropy. Um, and so the thing is that you can calculate this, right? You can so Hawking and Hmm, that other guy <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Went, went and did some stuff and they, they calculated like, okay, what's the actual like value of entropy? And then when, when they, um, years later, actually, I, I can't remember if this is Tehoeft, which is just like, check this out. This dude is this Dutch physicist. His last name is apostrophe lowercase t space capital H O-O-F-T. Like, I don't know how do you say his name. Yeah. But, because it starts with an apostrophe and then has a space in it. And it's just like, but I think it's probably like toofed. <laughs> but hoofed. Yeah. Uh, brilliant dude. Love him. Just cool dude. But, okay. Um, anyways, um, what, what was I talking about? You were, <laughs> to hoof was going to qualify what Hawking and oh, the yeah, other yeah, guy right, had thanks, said about thanks. entropy. So, so they come along and, and this dude Suskind, uh, Leonard Suskind too, um, they, they start looking into, well, how much entropy is there and how does that relate to something measurable about the black hole? And what you'd think is like um, everything that you could know about it, like every, all you can know about it is its entropy. It's like, oh, there it is, right? Um, some number. I mean, you'd think that if you put more and more stuff into it, the black hole would grow. It's a sphere, like the spherical, like the event horizon, the thing you can't see is like a sphere, right? So you'd think that the volume of the sphere is getting bigger, so then the entropy would have to do with the volume of the sphere. What they find out is it actually has to do with the surface area of the sphere, meaning that, um, well, if you boil it down... um, No, we're not going to boil it down. We're just going to skip that part. Uh, Okay. (laughs) It's just, just... 
I'm just, I'm just, ch- I'm just chatterboxing. My here, mind so. is blown. So. I did not know that black holes were spheres. I pictured them as just like <laughs> a surface that, like, once something goes into yeah, it, yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe it was like a funnel. Yeah, because that's how like, I was drawn, right? Like on paper and stuff, it's like, oh, space warped. You know, space time is warped and it's a funnel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'm already start. like, whoa, what's happening, man? <laughs> yeah. You said a lot of names. Yeah, well, yeah, I did say those names. Yeah, I said yeah. two names. Uh, four. Oh, okay. One was not mentioned. Oh, but, okay. Um, yeah, I got you. I got you. Yeah, yeah. I did four names. All right, all right. Cool. Cool. <laughs> uh, all that to say, um, they start say, looking at like, okay, the basically the data, the the amount of entropy that this black hole contains is actually the same. Uh, has has same characteristics as the surface area, meaning that all uh-huh. the information that's held in this black hole isn't has nothing maybe not nothing to do, but isn't correlated to its volume. It's correlated to like this shell around it, meaning there's this like, imagine, you know, like a balloon, everything along the surface of that balloon has enough information on it to describe everything inside of it. Or the other way to say that is like this two-dimensional thing on the outside is enough to the describe everything. The yeah, two-dimensional. Yeah, the surface of the sphere has everything to describe the three dimensions inside of it, okay. which is just kind of this like weird thing of like, but but there's three dimensions in there. There's a, we're missing something. It's like, well, that's just how it is. And and when you subdivide it down to the small, you know, kind of like data can be all the way down to ones and zeros, like each bit of information. Um, when you subdivide it all the way down, you get to something called a Planck area, which is like the essentially like the indivisible smallest area of space, which is kind of weird because you think about like, you know, an inch. Well, I could always divide an inch into half an inch and I right. can divide half an inch, but you, you, just, can you, just get, something. you just get small enough when we get to Planck area, which is like the smallest unit of space. Uh, so, so that's its own deal, I guess. I'm going to um, cognitively take that as fact, even though I cannot cognitively take that as fact. Can't you just split it in half? <laughs> like, who's paying these guys? <laughs> but... All that to say, um, they, they come up with this idea, which is, I mean, years ago now. So at this point, it's, it's like, it's quantum physics. It's cosmology. It's like on the fringes of like real science because it's just weird. But it is still, it's mainstream at this point of like, mm-hmm. okay, they're most, it's a theory. It's not by any means a law, but it's a theory. I'm like, okay, there's most likely the reality that we know is physically a projection of some two-dimensional shell. Um, I mean, uh, sorry, not like, yeah, well, yeah. Physically is maybe the wrong word, like meaning like substance stuff. It doesn't mean that we're actually surrounded by a shell of like, you know, like we're going to hit the edge of the universe and like, oh, there's the the shell, right? But but that there's some sort of like um, boundary that is projecting reality as is. Okay, rewind. Yeah, okay. I'm sorry if I just got you mixed no, up there. It's helpful. But yeah. so you just told me <laughs> that a black hole is this sphere, but we can only see the 2D surface of it. And we're, you were talking about how they figured out stuff about Planck's in the middle of it. But then we jumped we did, to yeah. all of reality as yeah. a projection, <laughs> which is fine. But are you telling me that all of reality is how, how are you trying to tell me? Because I know you're trying, and I'm I'm almost there. That I might not be able to, man. This is, that this is weird stuff. You, we're, you're comparing the rest of reality to the black hole for some reason. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, so if a black hole is three dimensions inside, yeah, and this is three dimensions, yeah. Then if the same rules apply, that the all of the information of you know you you throw your car into the black hole, you throw your 
whatever. Keys. Your, yeah, your, your, your wallet, you know, just all going in. And then somehow that... Um, it's more you, like you, you kind of like you, let go and it's like, oh, 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 oh you lost uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, so you break those things apart um, and you think about like, okay, what makes up those things? Which types of atoms? What are their charges? Like all the, like just finite stuff, right? Like you break it into the smallest bits of information. Okay. All of that is still there on the surface of the black hole. So all of the real stuff that you had, um, we can tell, well, we can't tell what it is anymore. But we know that it's there because of the bits of information on the outside. Okay. Um, if that same three-dimensional stuff then applies to, well, we're in a three-dimensional world. You and me are, you know, three-dimensional people. We could bust us up and look at the atoms and the charges and all that kind of stuff. Okay. Then can we make the same assumption and say, well, just as the black hole's surface describes those same things that it contains, what about the universe and all of it? Can what it contains in these three dimensions? That same information can be stored on a two-dimensional shell in the same way. And so then I guess the jump that I'm realizing, I don't necessarily know if I know why we're making this jump, if, or maybe it's just because of theoretical mathematics, is that if it can be, then is it? Like sure, if it can yeah. be stored on the, is it? Yeah. And maybe that's as far as we need to go. It's not, maybe, maybe that's the saying, and it is, is a little more bold. But even the fact of... Is it? Because it can be. Is still this thing of like, whoa, what we're doing right now, what we're living, like all this stuff. Um, and I don't think this cheapens reality at all. Like some people might be like, what? It's Ixtal, two dimensions? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> like we're not selling it short here. <laughs> okay. But, like, but just like it can be like stored on this, this, this surface, right? And I think that's just like the, the what? I don't know. The just the, the, the physical manifestations of it. I think for me, when I couple that with like this understanding of like, oh yeah, but this is just a shadow of the real, it kind of flips it because a shadow is two-dimensional mm-hmm. and the, re- the real, what we call real is three-dimensional. But if we think of the principles of that, of like, wait, this is still just like a projection of something more real. Who cares if the more real is a two-dimensional shell? Maybe it's that edge of, you know, 17 dimensions. And we're only, I don't like who know, but like, in just this idea that like this experience as real as it is and i'm like i'm not like doing some weird like we gotta get out of this place kind of thing like this is real like this is mm-hmm. like this is what, what god is doing his restorative work it's his creation this is like this is this is it sure and can it be that this is a projection of like a shadowy projection of something even more real uh you know w- call it the boundary of the universe or whatever. Like, again, we're, this is, it's more just an analogy. It's not like trying to wed the two together, but it's just this, this fascinating thing to me of like, wait, if this is just a projection, no wonder there's like this brokenness and this, and you know, things are falling apart and, and we have emotions and feelings that are dimmed and dulled compared to like this just infinite love and compassion and joy and mm. hope that we'll, that we'll feel when all things are restored. Like th- we're just scratching at the surface. Uh, because there's this, it's just a projection, it's just a hologram compared to the real deal. Is that? Yeah. So here, here's what my mind created while you were yeah. talking about this, <laughs> which unfortunately is not a hologram because yeah. that's what we're talking about. You're just like thinking about breakfast. But no. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but <clears throat> 2D, 3, 3D, mm-hmm. like I feel like there's something really enticing about film and whether it's like a movie that someone made or even pictures of yourself, there's something like really satisfying about this completely controlled 
portrait of reality. Um, and somehow, like, the colors seem more vibrant even sometimes. Like, sure. oh, I want to live in that space. Or, like, why isn't my life as cool as that space? Mm. Um, but there's no – it's it's just a, a thin veil. And, when it, like, it, it can't move. It can't do anything. And compared to actual reality where we can – Interact with each other. <clears throat> I'm losing my voice. That's cool. You know, I've um, a lot of yelling this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Just did bad practice. Yeah. Uh, no. Um, but like, compared, compared, like, you wouldn't ever want to actually just live in that space. I, I don't know. I feel it, like that's a gimmick it, that happens in a lot of movies. Even in that is like the three characters that, become two like, D, and it's like, oh no, we're stuck here. We can't. Do it. Like you got to get out of the two D. Yeah, that's be a in wrinkle in time, right there. That's what that is. There's when a they, lot of get it's stuck been in that. Like can't breathe in the two D. You know? You remember that part? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's That'll interesting. Mess you up. So, so just, <laughs> just to clarify too about holograms, because like I think usually. Uh, like a hologram is just like you see it on like I don't know your credit card or your driver's license like yeah, tilted it's like oh it's green now it's red whatever Most sports uh, cards like, yeah right man like some upper decks were they on upper decks probably <laughs> probably <laughs> cool. well um, just to so like a like a I don't know like a what like a real full fledged hologram um, it actually like uh, uh, it records phase phase differences in, in like a in, musician in who is deceased performing live in front of an audience. This happens. These holograms, hologram oh, projection yeah, shows, yeah. right? So, so um, basically, what you're doing is it's like taking a picture, but what it does is it records mm, information in just the way light is interfering, so that when you tilt the picture, you can, it's like looking through a window, right? Like if you if I hung a picture of outside on the wall. From afar, it might be like, oh, you have a window. But as I got closer and moved around, I'd be able to see like, oh, that picture's just staying there. Yeah. But if I hung a hologram on the wall, as I moved around, I would actually be able to look out at different angles and see different things because a hologram actually stores all that three-dimensional information of what's happening outside right. on a two-dimensional surface. Right, right, and so right. that's, that's a key point, point to this being the holographic principle or like saying like, it's a hologram, it's a projection is, is this idea of you, you can actually, I mean, just like even in our like actual experience store three dimensions of information mm-hmm. on two dimensions. Mm-hmm. And so just another kind of jump of like, Hmm, maybe there, there's more to this, like going back and forth between things here. So yeah. yeah. Whew. That's cool. Take a breath. Uh, um, one more thing. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah, hit me. All right, so so we'll 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 just end the the second line, we're the stanza here, um, with one last thing. Unless you wanted to tell, say more. Well, why why did we go through all this just to understand what? the lyrics or like? Heck yeah, 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 yeah. And <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, I think so. Just, just, I think um, different people, different things resonate with different people. Yeah, and. And these are all different ways to just get back to that foundational thing of like what the reality that we know, which is real. It's not, we're, again, we're not selling that short. The things that, that are happening um, right now are real, but we're just scratching the surface because there is a more real. And, and you know, N.T. Wright often talks about like the, the human project and like, like um, just this idea of like what Christ does in us is shows us how to be more fully human. Mm. And I think mm-hmm. that there's um, a lot of ways people try to do that, try to really, you know, soak up the experience or like really, I don't know, live life to the fullest or whatever without Christ. And, and, 
any of that is just you just do it at full volume we're just go to 11 yeah. you know yeah you're just scratching the surface right and it's just like we're without Christ we're never going to get there even in Christ we're it's just like one revelation after another revelations maybe like a buzzword but like just like he reveals himself and his way of living just one thing after another it's not like you just achieve it it's right. like, like we're just going to continue to grow and be in awe and just worship like, whoa, this is awesome um, because cause God is awesome. And, and so whether it's like we were talking about before, I mean, it could be really big monumental things or it's just like those things that just start to happen in daily life. That's just like, this is so freeing. This is so liberating. Like I can, you know, get free of my anxiety. I can have hope in what seemingly hopeless situations or like really tough times, I can have peace. Like these things that he just starts to build his kingdom in us and we start to dig into that surface. And of course, all things being restored, this would be the next song, uh, right? But like yeah. we're working towards that ultimate restoration, right? Like just just imagine like when, right? Like when, when the whole earth is restored, there's no need for a sun because Christ is the light. Like just, it's just like all, you know, just like we're just, it's all there, right? And sure. the kingdom of heaven is like fully here. Like that's that's we're scratching at the surface, right? But but right, we are in the already, but not yet, and and we're just um, we're not yet, and so we're just yeah. getting a little bit here and a little bit there, and it's it's an amazing and it's a beautiful thing. But can you even imagine what that that full thing is like? Sure, yeah. Is this is this a good summary or? Yeah, no, that's great. Wow, well, that's great. So so the next line. Um, after this being just a shadow hologram, acknowledging that it is full of beauty but lacking all the same, right? I don't want to get into this, like, I don't know. It, I think you can kind of messed up being like, well, just trash this and we're just oh, yeah. going to yeah, the yeah. next thing, you know? It's just like, no, like, this is it. Like, this is this is God's creation and his kingdom is, like, he's, he's at work here, you know? Like, this right. is full of beauty. There's awesome things that we can see in in how God is working and who he, you know, who he has made people to be. Like, right. we're not discarding that at all, but it is still lacking because it's not the fullness of the kingdom yet. You were going to say something. Well, yeah, I, I can't remember if it was this episode or last episode or what, together, yeah. but like, uh, you were talking about how, and I think, I don't know if we have any, <laughs> we, I don't, we may have omitted this, but you, uh, you read this passage about how like, we're surrounded by people who are full of potential. Oh yeah, we'll they, they, get into that. Somewhere. They might be really mundane or whatever, but uh, like, it's full of beauty, be lacking all the same. But like, you don't want to just discard the whole thing because there's all these people who are of, of infinite value and have like infinite potential either direction as well. I don't know. Yeah, I should read that. I think I, I think I omitted it, but. It probably was supposed to go like right back in here. Oh, so, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, but really, yeah. Just, just can I read it? Is that? Or yeah, did you just totally. Sum it? Okay, okay, yeah. yeah. So this is C.S. Lewis. This is the weight of glory. Um, yeah, read it, it. Yeah. So, so the idea is just to to remember that the dullest and most uninteresting person you can talk to may one day be a creature which, if you say it now, uh, you would be strongly tempted to worship, or else a horror and a corruption such as you now meet, if at all, only in a nightmare. And then he goes on on the next page to say, uh, there are no ordinary people. You have never talked to a mere mortal. Nations, cultures, arts, arts, civilizations, these are mortal. And their life is to ours as the life of a gnat. But it is more immortals whom we joke with, work with, marry, snub, and exploit. 
Immortal Horrors or Everlasting Splendors. Mm. So, yeah, that's totally right. It's like Which we're just so scratching the surface. Yeah. <laughs> and we, because we usually venerate the opposite way, you know, like, oh, culture's so beautiful. Uh, sure. But, yeah, yeah. But yeah. he says, like, those things, eh, they, they, they come and go, but it's the people who actually have infinite worth. Yeah. Yeah. That's and super fascinating. Yeah. How crazy to think, like, especially on the dull side, but at least for me, I think I'm more tempted to, well, that person's just kind of boring or something, as opposed to, Oh, that person's awesome. But either way, they're they're this immortal person, and they yeah. they will be there forever. And like, how do we really honor that and honor Christ's work in in restoring hearts and um, and not get too caught up, yeah, in just the hmm. the stuff that's gonna pass away, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for reminding me of that because I totally forgot about it. Sure. So, yeah. um, last line, and then we'll we'll wrap this up. Um, after saying this, it's just a shadow, full of beauty, but lacking all the same. We don't have to look any further than ourselves to find a longing and an ache. And that's the, just this idea of like, like, look, we know it. Like we, yeah. we like, um, from, you know, a standpoint of someone who like is looking at the Bible and, and following Christ, it's, it's easy to recognize like, yeah, like Christ, the fullness is not, it hasn't happened yet. There's, there's an ache for that. There's an ache for the kingdom. But anywhere you're looking, whether people want to admit it or not, you know, when we're, you just like have this amazing, you know, experience, whether it's a relationship or a sweet valley fair ride or whatever. Like, you're just like, it's like, that was awesome. I just, life is good. Like, I want more of that. And it's just like, yeah, there, we are supposed to, we're, we're wired for hope and beauty and like um, just joy and love and like these, these good things. And so when we have like exciting or, or heartfelt deep things happen, there's this ache that's just like, oh, I want more of that. And I think often we numb that and we dull that with like, I'm just going to fill my time with, I'm going to go straight from Netflix to, you know, I don't know what, social media to whatever. And just like, just boom, boom, boom. And we fill it. And if we, cause we don't want to feel the ache. We don't want to feel the ache. We're just like, let's fill it up. Let's try to fill it up. Mm-hmm. And we scramble. And it's just like, well, that ache is something that isn't going to get filled by those things. There's there's, it's Christ that fills yeah. that, you know, and, and we're, we're working towards it. Um, hmm. so, so that's where that line comes. I got one more C.S. Lewis weight of glory quote. Hit me. That goes with that. So Hit us. I, I, yeah, us is being hit. So um, he just says uh, something, so yeah, something along these lines. Um, a man's physical hunger does not prove that man will get any bread. He may die of starvation on a raft in the Atlantic, but surely a man's hunger does prove that he comes of a race which repairs its body by eating and inhabits a world where edib- uh, edible, edi- eatable? This might be a 1940s. Edible. Yeah, I, w- I would have said, but he says eatable. <laughs> so, oh, sure. Yeah, eatable substance exists. Um, and so, <laughs> so he just goes on to say, like, this desire for paradise, it's like, I think it's a pretty good indication that such a thing exists and that some men will enjoy it, is what he says, mm-hmm. based on the fact that we have this ache and, and we're just like, we're... we're we know it, we're aching for it, so it must be there then. And we're like, we're longing to get there. We're longing for it. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Final words? Well, I got more questions about black holes, but oh, we, well, we, can, <laughs> we can just run, run the clock. I don't know. People can turn this off whenever they want, you know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe we'll get back to them next time. I don't know. Yeah, right. Well, uh, so you can put it at the end or omit it or whatever, but... 
you talked about mass going into the the sphere yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. projected on the surface of the sphere. Yeah. But I gotta know, you you brought up a balloon. Yeah. And it's like putting something in the balloon. Well, every time something goes into that black hole, does the sphere get pumped up a yeah, little bit yeah. bigger? So I mean, but it's just... all the size of that little non-dissectable thing too. So probably not. But yeah. Well, let's just let's just take a moment to acknowledge that I am a physicist, but not a great one. So, <laughs> so feel free to hold your physics comments. You don't need to criticize this. <laughs> but but yeah yeah. So absolutely. So so as mass goes into a black hole. Um, it, it grows. Its gravitational force grows, which means that it can, you know, it um, pull from a further distance, and so then the event horizon, the the point of no return, or where you know, where it's black, where you can't see, it would also grow. So okay. so yeah yeah. So say a, a black hole swallows a star, right? That sucker's gonna get bigger then. Um, yet somehow the singularity, we would still say, is like. You know this inf- this this point right in the middle that everything just gets mm-hmm. crushed to as the atoms are ripped apart and just smashed together. But yes, absolutely, the mass grows, me- or the mass growing means that the radius of the um, the sphere grows as well. The black hole grows as well, and so as it consumes more, it gets bigger. But it still has no hair because other than the mass, you still can't tell you know any what, differences. What? what is the future of a black hole? Just more black holeness. Yeah, yeah. So this is one of those really bleak outlooks that like you just can't think about because it's only for like well, you know, I, trillions of years. But yeah, eventually all black hole I mean, given you know, just given the run of the place, all black holes, all they do is pull in. They just pull stuff out. They do radiate, but So that's the but end so, of like, time. There it is. Everything yeah. gets crushed. Everything gets crushed. Maximum entropy. You know, so second law of thermodynamics says that entropy is always increasing, right? And so uh-huh. if we're gonna go from What's the end of that would be maximum entropy. Well, that means eventually it's all black holes. And I suppose, aside from the expansion of the universe and dark energy pushing things apart, eventually it would be one black hole. Because, you know, the the big one would suck the little one in, and then that one would get bigger, and then it's just one black hole, the end of time. Should be in the next couple weeks or something. So, Uh, (laughs) man. Well, that's... we got to stop the black holes. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> right exactly. Exactly. We just got to get in there and Batman, pull, pull that mass us. out. Yeah. Or maybe that dude from Batman. Interstellar could dive in there and I don't know. That's yeah, that's getting in dimensionality. We got things, yeah. Yeah, do that next time. So is, are, are you satisfied or you got you That's good enough for now. Yeah. yeah. Those are my questions that I was worried about. I'm more worried now, but I don't have any other questions. All right. All right. Well, we're safe for now. So till next time, uh, hopefully one more go on Mercury and we'll be we'll be done with uh that for our first song, second song, whatever that is. First, so. first statement, second song. Boom. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for listening. Hey, it truly means a lot that you're listening to this. Really, thanks for the support. Uh, we hope you found it helpful and or encouraging, and that your eyes and ours will continue to be open to the ways that God is working in or around or through us all. So drop us a note, check out 2003ue313.com and tune in next time. Thanks.